This episode of Bringing the Backups is brought to you by the Bringing the Backups hotline. Right now, you can call 323-716-6072 and leave me a message that I might play on the pod. Tell me you love the show or threaten my life if I keep saying good stuff, good stuff to my guest every time I want to change the subject. That's 323-716-6072. To remember the number, just think of a 323-year-old woman and a 716-year-old man having sex 6,072 times. And that's the phone number. And yes, I realize there's a significant age difference there. And yes, I hired Woody Allen to come up with a way to make the number easy to remember, and I regret it. My bad. One last time, that's 323-716-6072 to leave a message on the Bringing the Backups hotline. We're also brought to you by the XFL. They're coming back in 2023, and maybe they'll get Antonio Brown. Huh? That would be cool, right? Maybe they'll do that. They better do something. Who gives a fuck about the XFL? The XFL, third time's a charm. Lastly, we're brought to you by the Bobby Bear Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Are you in the New Orleans area with a hankering for Cajun food marketed to you through a successful backup quarterback? If so, check out Jake DeLome's Southern Sausage Bar and Grill. But if you want Cajun food marketed to you via a backup quarterback with a less remarkable career, pull up a chair next to the Cajun Cannon himself and eat with Bobby Bear. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Great food shot straight from the cannon. The cannon refers to his arm, not his penis. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I am your host, Eric Helwig. On the show today, I'm talking to my friend Brad Stoll. You can follow him at, at DammitBrad on Instagram and at Dammit underscore Brad on TikTok. Uh, you know, Chinese TikTok. So enjoy that. I'm not on TikTok, so I can't follow him there, but I'm sure the content is great. Right, Brad? Uh, on the show today, besides talking to Brad, we're doing a deep dive on Bobby Ebert. Ebert. The Cajun Frenchman. The Cajun Cannon, as they call him. So we're going deep on uh, on a great, great late 80s, mid-90s quarterback. Talking with Brad. Uh, we're doing some other stuff, too. I don't know. I don't have any show dates to plug, which is what I usually do in the beginning part of this, because uh, COVID has canceled San Francisco Sketch Fest. I also, it's, uh, it's canceled barely making its date, which was coming up in January. So, I don't know. I guess I'll just be hanging out for the next two weeks. I will have some tour dates that you can check out uh, for late January, uh, where I'm going to Idaho and then uh, doing some shows in Texas. And then I'm going out to Hawaii. So, shows are coming. Go to erichelwick.com. Hop on the newsletter so you don't miss anything. Hopefully stuff stops getting canceled, but I'll tell you what's not canceled. Bring in the backups is not canceled. It's gonna start now. How long can I do this for? I didn't plan this. Here come the yummies. Enjoy the show. Hey, that, was, that wasn't too bad. Grab your gear and lace it up. Helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up. Here we go. Bring in the backup. Oh, 
yeah. Welcome to bringing the backups. Happy New Year. Huh? 2022 has arrived. And uh, I hope you guys all had a lovely, lovely New Year. I hope you didn't, uh, you know, have some drunk chick puke on your shoes. That didn't happen to me. I made that sound like that happened to me. That has happened to me in the past, but... uh, Man, I, we did not have a wild. Uh, we did not have a wild New Year's in the. Uh, in I was gonna say the Helwig residence, but uh, my wife didn't take my last name, huh? Feminism. So I don't know. I guess we're the Helwig. Can I say I can say her last name? Galalis. The Helwig Galalis residence. Is that what we do? I guess that's how to say it. In twenty twenty two. Why? How, how did I get into this? In the first five seconds. Uh, welcome into the show. I do hope you had a nice new year. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about Bobby Hebert. Hebert. French Cajun man who, as I've done research for this guy, was very Cajun. And we will uh, we have proof of that later on. We'll talk about Bobby Hebert. Also, I've fucked up. He's not a backup at all. I mean, he technically was a backup for a little while, but... Definitely started more than he backed up. So I violated my own rule here. I picked Bobby Hebert because he was French. My grandfather passed away, as some of you might remember from uh, the last podcast. Uh, So I wanted to do somebody French. And he was like the best French player in the NFL that I could find. So, uh, But it turns out he wasn't a backup. So not a good choice for the show. But it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's the night before the podcast comes out. I'm not going to change the quarterback now. I already interviewed Brad Stoll, and we talked about Bobby Bear's restaurant. I do want to talk about the restaurant a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the Bobby Bear Cajun Cannon restaurant, which looks pretty good. Next time I'm in New Orleans, which I I go often. I got I to gotta get down with that. They have a gluten-free menu. How about that? Isn't that nice? They have like three things on it, but who cares? The fact that they even set it aside... Bobby Bear going up a notch in my book. I'm going to reach out to him. See if he wants to uh, come on the podcast. Maybe just do like a cooking demo. You know, that'll be nice for an audio podcast, right? That'll be helpful for you guys. Anyway, so Bobby Bear, we're talking about him later, uh, interviewing Brad Stoll. But but let's let's talk to you guys. How are you guys doing, huh? How are those, how are those resolutions? Everybody staying true to those resolutions? I, uh, you know, I went to the gym on New Year's Day, which you should do, you know, it, it's, it's always insane on New Year's Day at the gym. It's like every fat fuck's <laughs> resolution, I'm going to the gym. This is the year. So, you know, you go and there's like a line to do a chin up like you're going to see fucking Hamilton. And uh, then you go back on the, you know, the next day, and obviously there's nobody there. And, uh, you know, whoever owns the gym is laughing all the way to the bank. You know, those gym cancellation blood oaths that you take, make sure, yeah, they know. Um, but I, what I did this year is this is what I did. I just put in my, I, I live my life on my Google Calendar. I put in my Google Calendar gym visits. One, on January 1st, I went back today on January 3rd. That's two times so far, then I just changed it to gym visits two in my Google Calendar. I note 
every day that I went to the gym and I gave myself a goal. I'm going 100 times this year. I'm going to the gym 100 times in 2022. Now, if I go there to like eat a plate of spaghetti and leave, technically that counts as a gym visit. I didn't say I'm going to work out at the gym, but I'm going to the gym 100 times. And look at that. Three days in, I've gone twice. I'm making it, guys. It's, it's going to be staring me in the face on my Google calendar every day this year. I'm going 100 times. That's how I'm holding myself accountable. And I'm saying it to you. So now you guys, you guys can hold me accountable. And how will you do that, you might ask? Eric, how can we reach out to you? Should we go on Instagram? Can we do that? Of course you can. At bringing the backups. Or at Eric Helwig, you know, follow me on there if you want. You could write it in a five-star Apple podcast review. Have have any of you done that? Go ahead, review the show, five stars, Apple podcast. Ask if I've kept up with the gym. Or you could do this. You could call into the show. How about that? Boom. Bring in the backups hotline, 323-716-716. 6072. That's right. We got a hotline we're going to be visiting a little bit later here in the show. You're going to hear some people that called in. I mentioned it last show. Some people called in. Isn't that nice? Technically, it's not a hotline. Doesn't a hotline mean somebody picks up? I'm never going to pick up. It's just a voicemail. But you, you, you can call in. You can tell me if you like the show. Tell me if you hate the show. Whatever you want. I don't care. Just make content for me. All right? I just hit play. Let you do the talking. I sit back and react. Yeah, we'll check out the uh, we'll check out that uh, bringing the backup voicemail in just a little bit. What else we got, huh? I got the gym. Oh, John Madden died. That sucked. That really sucked. I mean, he's uh, he's the best. Like I even made my honorary soundbite for this show. He looks like Jerry Rice out there. Look at that. Huh? That's how do you how do you not get excited listening to that? He looks like Jerry Rice out there. There you go, John. What a guy. Do you guys like all those uh fucking douchebags on Twitter being like John Madden's football game led to concussions? I'm just like, ugh. God, isn't that it's so annoying that like progressive thinking people just say the shit that like Republicans said thirty years ago. <laughs> you remember that with like Marilyn Manson should be tried for the Columbine shooting. It's like, uh, you know, I'm, we all just sound like Eminem. Where were the parents at? <laughs> you know? Now, now it's, uh, yeah, now it's, now it's the lefties doing that. Ugh, it's so gross. I hate it. John Madden was the best. And anybody who's educated knows that he sat on the safety, like, council or whatever for the NFL for, like, decades. The dude actually did a lot to make the game safer. All right. Why am I why am I yelling at you guys? You already, you know, you're already on my side with this. John Madden was the fucking best. Love how he thought about football. Love every time he'd go to like uh, you know, Green Bay or something and it's two degrees out, he'd be like, football weather. It is football weather. You gotta be tough to play football. That's why I didn't, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't even go watch a game if it was that cold. Love John Madden. Rest in peace, big guy. Thanks for, uh, man, I used to love playing that video game. I would uh, I would do something weird. It's almost like embarrassing to say, but I would set up two TV screens playing Madden, and I'd have like a football game up, 
And then I would be simulating the game. Like, I'd be playing the game, but I would just be trying to recreate the plays as they happened. And then I would turn the volume off on the TV, and I would narrow, I would, like, be the announcer for my own version of the game. This is, this is like, crazy. Like, this is, like, tucking my dick in between my legs and saying, put the lotion in the bath. Like, this is weird. I know. It's sociopath-level behavior I used to display with men, but, like, I really, like, I liked be doing the announcer stuff. You know, like, where you just, like, you know, whenever I'm taking a dump, I would just, like, in my head, I'm, like, going through, like, a a meaningless Raiders-Chargers game. <laughs> I'm, like, doing the announcing work for it. What's crazy is I remember I was babysitting back in the day, and there was, like, this little kid I liked that was a big sports fan, and then, like, I would hear him, like, doing the same thing. Like, he'd be, like, in the bathroom, like, are you all right in there? And I would just hear him being like, oh, man, the Phillies have really had a, had a nice season this year. Like, he would, at, you know what? Call into the show if you used to fake announce games while taking a dump as a kid. I feel like that might be a thing that's common, and I shouldn't be embarrassed about it. 323-716-6072. We're going to get this bring in the backups hotline lit up for the next show. Did you announce football games? While taking a dump. Antonio Bryant. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Because I thought he could have done more. You know. Like if you're going to burn the bridge. Like fucking burn it. Really burn it. I know we're all supposed to like. like Be like. Oh if his mental health is bad. Like okay yes. I Mental health is important. But do I have to think about it every five. Can I have fun for five seconds. Can we just have fun. He took off his shirt, threw it into the crowd, waved to the op to the other team's crowd to get him pumped up, and left the field. Dude, I mean, like, I, I thought he should have like borrowed a Wayne Krebet jersey from one of the Jets fans and finished the game for the Jets. That would have been even better. Just let the Jets sign him one of those like one day contracts they usually just give to like some old fuck to come back and retire on the team he played with and was good for. Just let, just, they should have signed him to that contract as he was walking off the field. Who's the Jets owner? Isn't it that Woody, Woody guy? Woody something? Woody from Toy Story? Who gives a fuck? He, whoever he is, he sucks. The Jets are terrible, but that, that's, that, that's why they're terrible. He doesn't think outside the box. As soon as you see AB taking off the gear, that guy should have had a one day contract in hand in the elevator down to field level. Let's capitalize on this. Just catch him before he hops in the Uber. That was awesome. And yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, yeah, he has a CTE. But, you know, we don't got to talk about it every show, do we? Every show, we get it. Vontez Perfect was a piece of shit. But then I, like, looked up Vontez Perfect because, like, everybody was like, oh, the hit that Antonio Bryant got. By perfect when he knocked him out, but it's like Antonio Bryant played football his whole life. Could have happened at any point. You don't know that's when he got messed up. If he got messed up, and also Vontez Perfect played football too. He could be fucked up as well. It's like it's it's they play. They used to play dirty. You just take Vontez Perfect out of you know 2010 and drop him into the 1950s. He's just another guy. <laughs> that's how they used to play, man. When the Eagles won their championship, uh, was a Chuck Bednarik like hit Frank Gifford. He knocked him out for two seasons. 
Like he literally like tried to kill Frank Gifford. He like clotheslined him. It's it's just it's an insane hit. The game, you know, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I can't complain about the game. It's always funny for me to complain about the the game going soft as I, like, buy special socks for my plantar fasciitis. I'm like, type, toughen up out there, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have another hot dog. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. Pussies. <laughs> Whatever. Do you guys um do you guys see that new uh it's not new anymore but I saw that Bond movie. Spoiler alert. Okay, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say spoiler alert. I'm going to count down from 5. If you haven't seen the new James Bond movie, you you know, you're good. 5 4 3 2 1. Okay, James Bond. I'm not even going to say the thing that happens at the end of the movie that you already could probably guess from the name of the title, No Time to Die, and everybody being like, can you believe... Okay, you, you probably figure out what happens. All right. Daniel Craig's last version is Bond. The title is No Time to Die. What do you think happens? You got it. Here's what sucks about that movie. James Bond doesn't get laid once. What What is going on? Right off the bat, I'm like, that movie sucks. Then, he doesn't even say his own catchphrase in the movie. He never goes like, Bond, James Bond, when somebody asks him his name. The the way he says his catchphrase is he, like, goes back to, like, his his stomping grounds. And they don't know who he is. So he goes, Bond, and then they they stare at him. He goes, like, James Bond? Like, like just like they emasculate the fuck out of James Bond. And then they kill him. And you're like, "What, what is this? Is this written by somebody who hates James Bond? Can the dude get his dick sucked before he dies in the movie? It was an outrage. It was a f- terrible movie. It was more infuriating as the people I was watching it with liked it. So I did the most obnoxious thing you can do, which is I then convinced my wife that she shouldn't have liked it after she did, which is not good, okay? It's not a good movie. <laughs> Listen, I need to work on that because she's talked me out of Rudy and the Joker. I just talked her out of the last James Bond movie. We're right. We're right to criticize these movies. But why Why do that if somebody already liked it? You know? I don't know. I thought it sucked. I, I had to get that off my chest. And something else I'll get off my chest while I'm on it too. Okay, we're going to talk some NFL. I'm going to talk more football on this pod than I usually do. How about Nick Foles last week beating the Seahawks? Comes in, hasn't played a game all year for the stupid Bears. Starting Andy Dalton and like, you know, concussed Justin Fields over Nick Foles. They have Nick Foles as the third string quarterback on that team. What does he do? Come in, wins a game in the snow, of course. Nick Foles can't be stopped in the snow. Do I need to go to the Eagles-Lions game? 2013? I could. Of course, Nick Foles wins on, like, the last play of the game. They go for two. He nails somebody in the back of the end zone. Two-point conversion. Good. Bears win. And what do these idiots do? They start Dalton yesterday. Bro, Nick Foles. Oh, my God. He, he's it's, he, I, it's infuriating. Somebody's got somebody's to get this guy. Somebody's got to pick up that somebody who needs a veteran quarterback I think Pittsburgh, man. Roethlisberger's gone. I just watched the uh, 
That Steelers-Browns game. God, has anybody ever owned a team? Has anybody ever owned a team like Roethlisberger owns the Browns? I think his record's like 28-3 and when he starts against the Browns. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. They, they should like, they should put a statue of Ben Roethlisberger's nuts on the top of the tallest building in Cleveland. I mean, my God. But Roethlisberger's out. Pittsburgh's got a good team. I Go get Foles. Should I be Nick Foles' agent? Is that the point of this podcast now? Speaking of Nick Foles, how about the birds going back to the playoffs, huh? Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, who I love. Oh my God. That, that, that was great that they to be the fact that they were so they were what, two and five? Eagles were two and five with a rookie head coach and basically a rookie quarterback. They had the front load, the front of the schedule was loaded with good teams, and the back of the schedule sucked. I mean, they the Eagles have overachieved so much this year. I don't even care what happens in the playoffs. Although, I will say, right now, if the playoffs started right now, the Rams are the two seed. Only the one seed gets the bye, which means the Eagles would have to come to L.A. Right? Is that what that means for Wild Card Week? I'm saying right and gesturing to an empty room. I think that's what that means, which would mean... I don't know. I have to spend a fuck ton of money, but I w- I would drop money to go to an Eagles playoff game. I've never been. I've never been. Do you guys think I should spend five hundred dollars to sit nosebleed in SoFi Stadium <laughs> to watch the Eagles probably lose to a better team? What do you think? Is it worth it? You tell me at three two three seven one six six zero seven two. Who's gonna call the podcast this week? Who's it gonna be? I thought the NFL was great to watch. I thought the NFL was great to watch uh, this past week, and I really enjoyed it. I also won my fucking fantasy football league, baby. Hell yeah. First year in the league. Crushed it. $1,000. And the better, the, the best thing, I'll say this too. I've resisted fo- fantasy football for a while because I used to play. I got out. And then this year I was like, man, eh, fuck it. I'm good. I'm good. I knew it was good. Won a thousand bucks. And the only thing sweeter than winning a thousand dollars is knowing how much my friends need their money back. <laughs> that that part feels good too. I know it's hurting them. I know they're feeling it. All right. Look, I, I've I've mentioned the phone number for this hotline like three times. So I want to I want to do it. I want to play the. I want to play some of the voicemails that we got in the last two weeks. Uh, you know, no condolences from my grandfather, but I'll forgive you guys for that. It's all right. Maybe you know, people didn't feel comfortable with the awkwardness. But we're gonna start that right now. Let's check the bring in the backups voicemail. Bring in the backups voicemail. Who is this? Right, how do you like that? I made that. <laughs> Is that a nice little setup to start this thing? All right, let's go to the first voicemail right now. Hey, Eric. I uh, love the podcast. Uh, hey, man, just keep making it. I believe in you. Uh, oh, man, this is embarrassing. I should have said anything. 
All right. Well, that was a, that was the first one. That was a bad one. That was a. <laughs> Uh, but thank you, Rob Stern, for calling in and trying out the line to make sure that uh, everything was set up with Google Voice. All right, let's get to our second. I got four of these. I got four people that called in. First one doesn't really count because I was right next to him when he did it. But let's get to this uh, second one. I don't remember who said this, but I think I'll know once it starts. Yeah, this message is uh, specifically about the Chicago Bears. Uh, as it relates to their former defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. Fangio uh, is not having much success in Denver these last few years, and the Chicago Bears are not having much success, and I just wonder if possibly Fangio will be fired, as it looks like the Bear coach will be fired, uh, we hope, Chicago fans, and uh, Fangio may be reunited as defensive coordinator. Neither neither the Bears nor Fangio have had success since they since they separated. So in addition to that, uh, the $10 million contract to Andy Dalton. Oh, my gosh. You could have just kept Nick Foles. You know, probably a better quarterback, certainly has a better track record, a better leader, a better locker room guy. Um, just just as a Bear fan, I feel better when he's in there than uh, Andy Dalton. I don't understand why we couldn't just use him as a bridge quarterback. To Justin Fields, that's it for me. Peace. All right. Uh, that was Steven. I got to let people know to try to keep it around 30 seconds. But Steven, very uh, – Steven Lolly, uh, very funny comedian that's been on the show before. Yeah, he wants Vic Fangio back for the Bears. I mean, yeah, the Bears – Matt Nagy, it's, it's been a nightmare. Um, He's not good at – I mean, honestly, start with – like, because he had that great rookie season as a head coach – and then he's literally gone down every year since. I mean, I mean, it's the double doink, baby. It's it's Nick Foles, and now Nick Foles is fucking him again. <laughs> it's the curse of Foles, dude. I, they do beat you on a double doink. How who? How do these guys not understand that Nick Foles is magic? You'd think that the guy who got double doinked, huh? You guys know what I'm talking about? Eagles at Bears. What was this like? The year after the Super Bowl was like 2018. Yeah, it was Nagy's first season. Double doink. Cody Parkey. That's that's Foles. If that happens to you as the Bears coach, you got to go, okay, we got to get that quarterback and just start him. And just let it ride. All these coaches, they get so, they get conservative. And it's like, bro, just... Believe you gotta believe in the magic. Somebody's gonna pay off with Foles next year. I uh, yeah, I think it'll be the Steelers. That's what I would hope. And uh, I don't give a fuck if Vic Fangio goes back to Chicago. I mean, thanks for calling in, Stephen. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say yes. It just let's let's get the magic back. I, Denver has not had a good defense this year either. So hell yeah. I mean, look, they're gonna have to redo that whole staff uh, in Chicago. I think they're all gonna get let go. Bring back Lovey Smith. What's he up to? Isn't he like? <laughs> Is he like a quarterback's assistant at a fucking some D3 school or something? He's he's not. He's go trending the wrong way too, but I don't give a fuck. Bring back Lovey. All right, let's get to the third uh third voicemail here. Hey, it's me, your wife. Um, you're not answering your phone. Can you make sure that you change the laundry from the washer to the dryer because you forgot last time and the clothes smelled bad and I don't want to have to do another load. Um, 
Call me back when you get this. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, I got to have a talk with Liz. This is not for fucking errands. So sorry about that. Uh, all right. Let's go to the the last one. Holy shit. This one's two minutes long. Oh, okay. Let's uh, let's listen to this last voicemail here. Yeah, this is JJ, lead singer of Yami. Uh, we did that uh, intro that you never paid us for back in October for your show. I'm I'm not gonna lie, to you man. Uh, we need that money. Uh, most of us out here don't really have full time jobs. Uh, there ain't a lot of careers in the area where I come from. So you sent money by I believe it was Venmo to one of us. We never got it. We did the jingle for you. Now you're not even playing it on the front end of your show. And I listened to a whole fucking hour of you complaining and bitching about, I don't know, some guy from the Redskins. And then you said something about, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be honest with you right now. I'm pretty drunk. I'm, I'm blasted actually. Um, and about four bush lights ago, I, I tried to call a different number. I think, I think this is bringing the backups. Honestly, at this point, I'm not even sure who I'm calling, but somebody, somebody over on your end and fancy ass Los Angeles owes us money because I can't, I can't even feed my cat and he's just surviving right now off of cereal I found in the cupboard. Uh, and I don't think cats are supposed to eat Honey Nut Cheerios, but he, I don't know. He seems to be living still, last I checked. So, any, anyway, I need cat food. I need money. Send, send us money for the jingle because right now I, I got I have no idea who's got our song. The, it's the one that goes, bring in the backups. That shit. That's me singing. That's me, motherfucker. Pay me. All right, so a couple we got a, a lot to cover on that uh, thirty-five minute call from uh, Johnny, the lead singer of the Yamis, who they do the intro music for the podcast. Okay, first off, I did I paid the guitarist, who is Johnny's brother. So don't get mad at me because you're not talking with your own family. All right, I, he got the money for the intro, so you just get it from him. Jesus Christ, I'm not a fucking family counselor. All right, I'm a podcasting maven. Uh, number two, well, first thing, he's mad because I, I edited the intro down, their song, down to 30 seconds. I mean, first off, that was a two-minute message. I would have edited that shit down to 30 minutes, too, if I'd had more time. Too long. I got to – that's the next thing I do. I got to put a little, like, beep and cut people off at 30 seconds. We can't have two-minute messages here, guys, all right? This, the, the listener's time is important, all right? These guys are trying to fit in my podcast between – I don't know, jerk-offs or, uh, I guess, driving trucks. Who listens to this? What else? Uh, you can't feed a cat Honey Nut Cheerios either. Um, cats are gluten-free. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't want you guys to think I'm some derelict guy. I Look, I paid them. I paid them. So, also, I love that uh, four messages on here, only one about football, which is uh, that's about the ratio I was expecting. Anyway, the phone number to call in, 323-716-6072. That is the bringing the backups hotline. Leave a voicemail. Keep it under 30 seconds, and maybe I'll play it on the next show. All right, with that, let's, uh, let's move on.
bring in the backup's voicemail. Who is this? Is it clear that when I play it a second time, that means it's over? I think that that should be clear to you guys. But anyway, enough of this. Let's get into Bobby Abreu. Let's get back into some fucking football, baby. He looks like Jerry Rice out there. Thanks, John. Bobby Abreu. This man. Oh, buddy. First off, it's pronounced A Bear. Bobby Joseph A Bear Jr. He's an American sportscaster, a former American quarterback. Before I say anything about this guy, I want you to listen to his father talk. This is Bobby A Bear's father and his Cajun accent. He plays as if he's on a mission. He's enjoying it because he's back home playing. And he's uh, more or less feel that uh, all these people that, that from around here, the Cajuns, that he's playing for them. Did you hear that? He sounds like the dude from the Water Boy. I look. I lived in Louisiana for two years, so I've I've been around this Cajun accent before. It is. It's like there's like a separate group of people. Cajuns are like a separate country living within our country. It's. It's wild down there. They've got their own way to talk. And I feel like when they don't want people to know what's going on, they do lean that Cajun a little bit more. And you're like, what are you? I had a Cajun teacher in second grade. It's like my dad's favorite story to tell is like in second grade. Teacher was like, Eric, be doing fine. <laughs> my dad was like, Eric, not be here much longer. That was that's the joke. That's the joke that my dad tells. It's actually not a bad joke, but, you know, because he's my dad, I got to, you know, resent him. But it's actually a solid, solid story to tell at a at a dinner. But yeah, that that Cajun accent is uh, whoof, baby. And I listen to Bobby A. Bear a bunch in my YouTube research. He's got the accent too, but his son, real name of his son, by the way, T. Bob A. Bear, T. Bob, the letter T. Bob, not even a dash. It's just T. Bob. But T. Bob, uh, you know, he sounds like a fucking, a fucking Wall Street banker that takes the train back to Connecticut. Like he has no Cajun accent. <laughs> you just watch too much MTV. But yeah, let's talk about Bobby Aber. All right, I love this guy. Now, he is a ballsy dude. First off, went to college at North. Uh, was it Northwestern State, which is a. D1AA, and they're, by the way, they're the Northwestern State Demons. What a cool football name. I mean, look, the first thing I noticed about the Demons is, like, I went on their page and looked at, like, all the guys they sent to the uh, NFL. There's, like, 30 dudes from this little school that went to the NFL, like, relatively recently, like, from the last 50 years. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Like, I don't know any other small schools like that. And in 2022, by the way, next year, they're at Mississippi State. So you want to go to, uh, you know, you want to see Bobby Bear's boys, Northwestern State, taking on Mississippi State. That's going to happen this year, unless everybody pusses out with COVID or whatever. But anyway, Bobby Bear goes there, crushes at Northwestern State. He's a good Louisiana boy. And then instead of going to the NFL, he goes undrafted, starts playing with the Michigan Panthers, which I think, I mean, in 1983, the Michigan Panthers, this is the inaugural season of the USFL, which is coming back, which is amazing. Uh, USFL only happened for three seasons. First season, MVP. Championship game, MVP. Best player in the league is Bobby Hebert for the Michigan Panthers. 
I mean, if you put the 83 Michigan Panthers up against the 83 Lions, I feel like it's a game. This is clearly the most successful football team in Detroit history. And there's like, when you watch their clips, they're playing at the Silverdome too. They got cool, like, uniforms, the logos look great, Bobby Bear's crushing it. You're like, can you just, like, tag out? Can you tag out the Lions like it's like a fucking WWE wrestling match and you've just been hit with a chair, you're trying to get to the corner? <laughs> like Matt Hardy's trying to get over to Jeff Hardy, who's the only guy we wanted to see in the first place. <laughs> it's like, just get the Michigan Panthers in there. See if they can take down the Bucks in week 15. He's great with Michigan Panthers, and they, they actually combine with the Oakland Invaders. I love that. We're like, that happened in like old leagues. Who's happened in the NFL? Where they're like, you know, the Eagles and the Steelers are two separate teams, and then World War II happens. So they're like, yeah, you're just one team now. And, uh, you know, this guy just got shot, so now you're going to, uh, you know, this dude from the fan is going to be running back. Dude, and look at this. The city he's from, he's from Cut Off, Louisiana. That's the name of the city, Cut Off. C-U-T-O-F-F. Cut off Louisiana. What a cool place to be from, man. The Cajun Cannon, that's his nickname. Uh, he comes to the NFL in uh, 1985. Does Bobby Bear? Doesn't start, and this is the other thing too. When he was in the USFL, I love this, that in 83, he goes up in the championship game against the Philadelphia Stars. Who's their coach? Jim Mora. Playoffs? I should have the playoffs. Uh drop but I don't but just pretend this is the playoffs drop he looks like Jerry Rice out there uh Jim Mora is the coach of the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL they uh so the Oakland Invaders play them in uh 85 two years later Philadelphia Stars win the championship that's the last year of the USFL Jim Mora still the coach and guess what happens Jim Mora hired uh New Orleans Saints 1985 guess who he brings in you got it. The guy he played twice in the championship game, Bobby Bear, coming home to his hometown team. And, man, he's starting by 87. He plays the fuck out of that 1987 season, baby. We're talking playoff berth. We're talking Bobby Bear going 10-2 and two in his starts, and the Saints have their first winning record in franchise history. Bobby Abair. Now he does not do well in the playoffs. We will say that the Saint, the Saints did not win a playoff game with Bobby Abair. Saw one of those. Uh, one, one of those games was an Eagles game. I remember that one. So yeah, and and then I, you could argue as 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 great as he was. I mean, you watch his clips, man. He looks he looks pretty good, man. He he can move in the pocket. He's got a rocket arm. He really does have a Cajun cannon. Uh but. Oh, what was the point? I fucking lo- oh, I remember. It was the in 1990, Bear like, sits out the whole season because basically, like, it's kind of like the dawn of free agency. Like, the Saints had power over where he was going to play, even though he wasn't under contract. I don't remember how it actually worked before free agency, but it was fucked up. So he sat out the whole 1990 season. I mean, he's got Cajun grit. The Saints' general manager thought that they he could, like, just basically bowl over uh, Bobby Bear, and then he couldn't. Eventually, it goes up to the union, and Bobby Bear wins. They have to pay him. Uh, I think it was like 
it's not even that much. It was like one point eight million dollars to be like the one of the top quarterbacks in the league. That's that's how much the money has changed in twenty years, thirty years. But that's like a huge win for NFL players, and it really is kind of like the start of what we think of now as free agency. I mean, it all starts with the Cajun Cannon. So anyway, he comes back to New Orleans, plays two more seasons for his hometown team. In 92, New Orleans, he goes 12-4 and four as the starter, man. Like He's good. But again, they can't perform in the playoffs, so they don't re-sign him in 92. 93, he goes to the Falcons. And I love what he does here in the Falcons. He only goes 4-8 and eight in 93, but he made the Pro Bowl somehow. I'm looking at his numbers. He had 24 picks and 24 touchdowns and 17 picks. I guess it was a different league. I don't know. But listen to this, dude. In 93, week eight, he comes in. He beats the Saints at New Orleans. That's a revenge game. He goes 13 for 16 for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Andre Risen. He's hitting Andre Risen on the Falcons with these deep passes. First year in Atlanta. And Andre Risen looked good. In fact, you want to talk about how he looked? He looks like Jerry Rice out there. I knew I was going to do that. I kind of set it up a little bit. 93, he with the Falcons. Again, only goes 4-8, and eight, but two of those other victories, he beat the Cowboys and he beat the 49ers. Big game, a bear. Cajun Cannon. Uh, he, uh, they, it's weird. At, even though he makes the Pro Bowl in 93... They draft Jeff George, uh, and then Jeff George starts. And then I think it was Bear. His last season was in 96. At this point, he's like 36 years old. He started 13 games. Did not play well. <laughs> uh, they go 3-10. and 10. He threw 25 picks in 13 games. Oh, man, he's really Baker Mayfielding it. Oh, poor Baker. Well, let's not get into Baker right now, but... Anyway, that's the end of Bobby Bear's career. And then he's then he opens up this restaurant. And I talk with Brad a lot about the restaurant in the interview, so I'm not going to go into it too much now. But it's the Bobby Bear Cajun Cannon Restaurant. And the first thing I noticed on their website is they got a motherfucking gluten-free menu. I can get steak and vegetables there. Or I can get uh, chicken and vegetables. Man, I can't eat shit when I go out. But, but I just want to tell Bobby that I appreciate the gluten-free section on his restaurant. When I'm in New Orleans, I'm coming down there, man. I'm eating. And I'm also going to reach out to you with this podcast episode. Bobby A. Bear, you got an open invitation on this show. Or if you want to tell me to fuck off, you can do that. And you could at 323-716-6072. Just say, hey, that's this is Bobby A. Bear, Cajun Cannon. Fuck you, Eric. I'm not coming on your show. That would be perfect. I would say just leave me that message and I can die a happy man. I'm getting denied by so many of these quarterbacks coming to my show. I mean, just like a verbal denial would be nice. That D, by the way, the fact that he was, uh, what was the Northwestern State Deacon or uh, Demons, it made me think of like, when you guys do Christmas carols, do you notice like how fucking like Christian they are? Like, I, I guess it's because I was raised Christian, so I just never thought about it. But this holiday season, I'm with family. We're, like, singing Christmas carols. And, like, 
we're looking in the Christmas Carol book. I mean, you know, I'm just whatever. There's like kids around, so it's just fun. We're just singing. But the lyrics are like, and then I escape Satan's grasp. His tender hands try to consume me. You're like, whoa. I thought we were singing about presents and Santa, but like almost every Christmas carol is like super Jesus-y. Is this dumb? Is this dumb for me to not realize this? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe you guys love the Christmas carols. I, I'd say, you know, like I think they're fine. It freaked me out a little bit. That's all I got on Bobby Bear for now, man. I thought he was pretty great. Highly recommend. If you YouTube him, you get some really great, like, features on him when he's coming back to New Orleans and on his contract holdout. And uh, mostly it's just great to hear the Cajun accent. He's now, by the way, uh, he's the host of an afternoon radio show on WWLAM 870 and WWLFM 105.3 in New Orleans. He's also a huge Saints fan. Like, there's videos of, like, Saints games, and then it pans over to him in the press box losing his mind. Like, he's an actual football fan. The Saints were his real hometown team. This dude, this dude is very, he's a very cool guy. He's a very cool guy. I, I would love, I actually really would love to have him on the show, man. He seems like an absolute blast. And I think, and, and they keep saying on his radio show that he invented Who Dat Nation. Like, so Who Dat, Who Dat, Who Dat gonna beat them Saints or whatever that chant is that they do. I don't, I'm not a Saints fan. I mean, I like them, but. But Who Dat, if that was really him, we gotta get like a, we gotta get like a story behind that, you know? I watched a video with him and Tom Henderson. All I know Tom Henderson from is he's got that. He's got a great call when it was I think it was uh was it Garrett Hartley that hits the field goal over the Vikings to put the Saints in the Super Bowl where he's like uh uh hell has frozen over pigs are flying the Saints are going to the Super Bowl like you can feel like this dude's been tortured by the Saints and he's uh letting it go it's a great, it's a great call, like an underrated call. I feel like doesn't get put on like the list of great. The band is on the field, but but like I'm telling you, the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Tom Henderson, it's a great radio call. You should check it out. I'll I'll click to it in the, I'll link to it in the uh, YouTube stuff. Um, but yeah, look, that's enough. Enough, Bobby A. Bear. He's great. Uh, and again, this was in tribute to my grandfather. I wanted to throw out a fellow Frenchman and uh, throw some love on the podcast. So with that, let's do uh let's do another one of those little pre-planned bits, huh? Pre-love up, excuse me, pre-planned bits. You guys love these. I like to tell you what you love. I know I sound like a fucking dominatrix. You you love this, dom. What's what's the male version of a dominatrix? A dom, right? I should know this stuff. Should I? Oops, did I just reveal something? All right, here's the, uh, <laughs> here's a pre-planned bit. Welcome back to another edition of On This Day in Backup History. Today we're in Buffalo, not to slowly wait for the inevitable relocation of the Bills, but for a backup quarterback. 
Bills backup quarterback Dennis Shaw was hanging on by a thread to his roster spot in 1973 when he was befriended by former USC standout, Heisman Trophy winner, and current running back O.J. Simpson. I love O.J. Simpson, Shaw said to reporters after a preseason game against the Raiders. He's a great friend, a true confidant, and I wouldn't have made this team had it not been for his support and guidance. I didn't have an older brother growing up, but if I did, I like to think he would have been like O.J. Simpson in every imaginable way. Shaw then paused for a moment before adding, he also told me one day he'll murder two people. So figured I'd mention that now, just in case he actually does it. I think he was getting around though. We'd had a few drinks, but he showed me the knife. I don't know. Forget I said anything, but write this down. O.J. Simpson will murder two people at some point in the future. All right, who doesn't love an O.J. joke? Uh, I want to thank people that called in. I happen to know the people that called in. Uh, Comedian Rob Stern, thanks, bud. My wife, Liz Galales, although she called for an errand, so I will talk to her again. That will not happen again on the show. Apologies for that. Uh, Johnny, the lead singer of the Yamis, a great band. Another great comic, uh, Stephen Lolly, to uh, blather on about Vic Fangio. <laughs> he didn't blather on. It was he, All his points were salient, but, you know, we're not a fucking Bears podcast, Stephen. Next time you call in, make a dick joke, insult me, and get out. Get in and out, like a knife fight. It's my fault. I got I to gotta put, like, a little... I got I to gotta do, like, the... It beeps. You know when you do the voicemail and it beeps? It goes, beep. Do you want to record your message? That's what, I, that's what I'll do. I don't know if you can do that on Google Voice. I got to figure it out. What I'll do is I'll have my friend Rob Stern set it up for me again. He'll leave another message checking it out. That'll be on the next show, plus whoever else calls in. Hopefully some of you guys. One last time, the phone number to call into the show. I really want to blow up this hotline. It's 323-716-6072. I want to hear from the fans. I know you're out there. Wake up. Call into the show. Tell me what your thoughts are. Take a big dump on me. I don't care. Let's have some fun. Let's connect. If Bobby Bear listens to this episode and calls in to make fun of me, I will be, I will literally be the happiest man on earth. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Right now, we're going to get into our interview with Brad Stoll. Uh, he is an actor, a writer, a director. You can follow him on Instagram at Brad Stoll. Please make sure you do that. It was great having him on the show to kick off the new season. And yeah, enjoy, uh, enjoy some time with Brad right now. Okay. Look, technically I've hit the record button, okay? Now you did. <laughs> so now that the record button's been hit, we you know we need to be very careful with the things we say. <sighs> uh, you know what? I, I think of all the jokes I would have made like Uh-oh. five years ago, and then Uh-oh. I just don't. They're all gone. Let me uh, close the door. I just realized the door's open. This is a hot start. Yeah, yeah. Just, just casual fill up yeah. this dead air for you. 
This is when I take over the podcast. Welcome back to Only Farts. Just kidding. <laughs> Just a defunct kidding. podcast. I, you you were really you were you know what you were the manifestation of that thing ending. You're like why you're gonna look back at this ten years from now with a podcast called Only Farts. <laughs> it was a great gimmick for what it was. You, I, I had some fun with I it. I thought you I thought it was a, a fun podcast. I listened to other episodes that weren't me. Our episode was great. I loved our episode. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I honestly, I'll be frank. I stopped the podcast because I was in the obviously still on a roll of recording it every week, and then me and my girlfriend broke up for a week, and then I was like, "What does anything even mean?" And then I just completely forgot. Yeah, to keep up with that, like that was part of my routine. That just like I don't care enough to keep going because I didn't have anything to talk about and. I was just trying to figure out my life and try to, and, well, I was, and I felt like I was like on eggshells just trying to get my life together. And I moved. It was just so much shit where I was like, ah, fuck this. Well, you did have stuff to talk about, but it was probably stuff you didn't want to talk about. Yeah. I, I, and you can even watch that episode. It's there. And it's like me basically talking about, <laughs> I think it was either right before I got back with her or like after I broke up with her. And being like, oh, I got to record. It's it's fucking, you know, it comes out every Monday or whatever. And it was the most, I, I tried not, to, I almost cried just because I couldn't even like emotionally handle being that vulnerable. You have such a big heart, Brad. I don't. I'm such a bad person. But you saying you're almost, you almost cried. I mean. I mean, I, that's just a vulnerable thing. I mean, I don't know. I've, I, I try to think of like the times I've really cried over like relationships and it was like my first the first girlfriend I ever had broke up with me mm-hmm. and I I cried horrifically for a long time and then like twice with Liz and that's it no one other time I told somebody I I, I love them and they didn't love me back and that was pretty much it <laughs> the way you described that sounded like it was in middle school so what what what, what part of your life was that <laughs> Is, I'm is, sorry. I, I don't know why I wanted to. My I didn't know I wanted to laugh so badly hearing that you cry because you're <laughs> you're such a fucking like I'm, I'm old, you know, old school, and I don't I don't cry that much. And like, yeah, yeah, you're very much like you know. I actually can, I actually do. The thing is, is I do cry a lot. Like I cry a lot, like watching movies and like mm-hmm. a commercial will make me cry. Like sure. Um. So I don't think I'm like um. I. Uh, I'm not open with my emotions. I'm not open with my emotions, like, in a public setting, if that makes sense. Like, I, I remember feeling very uncomfortable at my own wedding, being like, am I going to cry in front of, like, people? Like, so I you, didn't like you that. you overthink emotion when there's a crowd. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy, like, uh, it feels very, like, indulgent to me. That Like, I don't like, I don't like, uh, that's why I also don't enjoy... For the most part, like flowery language, when people are like, yeah, "On my second anniversary, the sun rises and falls with the beautiful." Uh, are you talking about people who are using way too much? Uh, are you talking about basically a poet confessing their love? No, I'm talking about every basic bitch on Instagram, it, men and women. The, the the problem with people like that to me are just like that's so so. It's to me, it's such a a fucking cop out to how they really feel. Because one, because they're using social media, but at the same time, nobody really talks like that, even on, even typing it out and or on real life. When you talk like that, I was like, what's wrong with you? 
because I feel like yeah, I you've I feel like this t- point in your life you've met enough humans to know that people do not carry themselves like that, and if they do, you're like, oh, you're the rare, you're the rare rare few that talk like that. Yeah, it's like the first time you ever meet like a New York Times critic. You're like, oh, you really are a pompous <laughs> asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you really do speak like that. I know somebody who's a New York Times critic, and are they that pompous? Uh, she's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> She's wow. a friend. That was I don't know. Mo- she doesn't I, listen to the podcast. I, have, so I, could I have shit to on her, say that is that is one of my favorite things that I miss about stand up is when you ask somebody, are they are they funny? Such a nice guy. Such a you know you know they're really having fun up there. They're really really enjoying themselves. Really comfortable. Oh, that's my favorite. They're really comfortable up there. I mean, that is part of it. We can't talk about stand up. You'll get mad at me. No, I just I think you can't let it go. I can let it go. No, you can't. I can't. You're coming back. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> your wife's coming back before me. Brad quit stand up. I, I just don't do it. I, I, quitting stand up is <laughs> to say you quit stand up and you're still alive to talk about it. I feel like that's when you're like you didn't quit because you can go back at any point. Yeah. No, we're six minutes in and I've already done the one thing I said I wouldn't do. Talk about stand up. Talk about stand up. It was my fault though. I brought it up. You did bring it up, but I didn't like dole like delve into it i mean we were talking about something really sad before which i i was enjoying what were we talking about before people having trouble uh well you having trouble more or less to uh divulge into crying or getting emotional in front of people yeah i don't enjoy that i think that's also why you don't like acting that much probably because you have to be vulnerable yeah, I I guess uh, yeah, I guess I don't like it very much. I, I don't think I'm unable to do it. I feel like when I was doing improv more and I was uh, gayer, that's the best way to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, when I was gayer, I was much better at it, and I feel like I could get. And I it's, again, like I'm not saying I can't be emotional in front of people. I'm saying it goes for like three seconds, and I start to feel like. Ah, this is too much. Like I'm, I, I don't feel like uh, I feel like like I. Uh, this sounds dark, but this is kind of how I view it. Is like, I feel like I've had a very good life, if that makes sense. Just by the virtue of like being born in the time frame that I was born. Oh, you mean okay? So like the phrasing yeah, of I'm that like, like, is like, dark. Yeah, and I, I see what you're like, saying. Like I watch like The Revenant, and I'm like, what am I crying about? A bear's never like ripped my asshole open, and then I've, I've I haven't been left for dead after watching my son be murdered. Okay, so here's here to me the problem with shit like that is yeah. and, and, and not for nothing. I think that when we start comparing ourselves to like third world situations we're not living in, we're no longer being present with the life that we're given. Like everyone's got problems. You can't minimize trauma. You can't say, oh, you know, like I. Because I'm I'm not fucking uh, looking like a Ethiopian child on a Sally Struthers uh, uh, commercial. Sally I have Struthers. no real problems, and I think that's annoying <laughs> to me. Where it's like, how can I not feel this way? Because a bear's not ripping my face off. Uh, your bear's ripping off your face in a metaphorical sense. In any other situation, yeah. You know, it but, takes but, one thing to make it seem like your life is so like such a train wreck compared to anyone else's. Because you're a person, and I feel like not to allow yourself to. To say like, oh, like since I can't have, I I don't go through that. My thing is not so bad, and it's like, I guess that's humbling. But at the same time, you shouldn't downplay how you feel. Well, I have two things to say to that. The first thing is, is you're right. 
that, cause I go to therapy and mm-hmm. I, I struggle with this in therapy, but my therapist tells me all the time, it's like, you, you're allowed to feel, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have a feeling, even if it's there, you can think of people in your life who have it worse. Sure. Also, I would much rather, my second point is that I would rather have a bear metaphorically rip my face off <laughs> than really. Than actually, have you listened to the, the grizzly man be eaten alive? No. Let me pull that up real quick. Oh, please. Yeah, let's no, do it. No, I'm just it. kidding. I'm not going to pull oh, it up. The- I'm not going <laughs> to pull up the sound of a gonna- man being eaten by a bear. I thought you were actually going to, you know what the problem is? I've been listening to a lot of your mom's house, and they would do that. So I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm like, yeah, yeah pull it up. I'm like almost getting ready to be brought on that show one day and being like, pull up the grossest shit. Let's do it. No, the Grizzly Man was. Um, that's a real thing, right? By the way, that's a, yeah. There's there's a movie called Grizzly Man where this guy, I think he's like a closeted gay guy, mm. but he can't. Is I this guess, before or after Hollywood pushes this as a uh, like we need to put this in the movie sort of thing? It's, well, it's not a movie. It's 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 like a documentary. Oh, this is a real. It's th- a real. I, I thought you were talking about like a like a feature film. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. No. Um, so the Grizzly is, Man, the documentary. The, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like a documentary about a documentary that this guy was making where he like goes and like he's a like, closeted gay man in the forest. I don't know that he's a closeted gay man, but when he talks you're, for three seconds, you're like, he's a closeted gay man. <laughs> and not, he's, some people are just born with that voice. No, he's, 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 he's gay. I think I don't you, think you that, can't imagine a man going, Oh, you like that? Karen, is <laughs> that feel good? Do you like it when I stroke you nice and I gently? Even, I can't even remember if he's Southern or it's not. Smooth. But. Smooth body, <laughs> whatever. Uh, the point is, uh, I always think of the the Duggar guy. I don't even. I've never watched the show, but I've heard the man speak, and I'm like, that man's gay. There are people that have effeminate voices. Sure, and that's fine. But it, it's, I, I would say that like, there's the part where like you somebody talks, you go, oh, is that guy gay? And then you could be like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. But then like you just observe them for longer. You go like, oh no, that. It's guy's- not just the voice, but there are definitely things that add to it. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, I feel like also, like, with a person, like, it adds, we don't, like, of course, we all make fun of the voice that we think is gay, right? It's the high-pitched feminine voice because, you know, we can't handle our own shit. So we're like, oh, oh I don't talk like that, do I? And because that's why we make that joke, be like, you sound gay. And it's like, it's yeah, that yeah. still that, like, 10-year-old version of us doing that shit. But it's like, you talk to someone who's like that, and then you, like, look at other little things, you're like... No, I'm only hyperfixating on the voice because everything else is starting to make sense. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, but the voice. And I feel like that's, now we can't say that, obviously, and we're definitely going to get, uh, this is a nice little chunk of, uh, did you hear this part? <laughs> <laughs> There's no career to be taken. What are they, They're going to take away my five-minute set at Flappers every three months? It, it's, there's nothing oh no! They put plenty of canceled people on that stage. Come on now! Oh, do they really? <laughs> I mean, have you seen the people that go up there? Sometimes that's a good point. Okay, look, we're getting away from the point here. Yes, Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man goes into the woods. It's your fault. You and he's like, he's like spooning bears. It's insane. There, there's this footage of him like playing. I've seen, I've seen playing, TikTok accounts do that no, now, and they're just there's no face ripping yet. Well, there will be if they keep doing it. It's like I mean he's literally playing like fucking patty cakes with a, yeah no like a I six hundred pound bear and, and I've and I've seen this with other bears with people and I'm like how are they not dead yeah well this guy gets dead and you hear that <laughs> it's it's only audio but you hear him uh, his wife screaming and uh, him screaming he's like oh, get out get out and the bear's like <laughs> like making these like. Like, the bear's, like, hard as a rock just ripping this dude apart. Me too. Like, um, it's the only thing that... 
<laughs> me three. Uh, no, it's it's him being eaten alive by a bear, and then in real life, his wife got eaten like an hour later. So what you're saying is the footage is out there somewhere. But the footage, it's not footage. It's just audio. What? Okay. Well, why is there just audio? I don't know. There's got to be footage maybe somewhere. Maybe the bear knocked over the... Okay. Yeah, the, the bear... Hey, maybe, can we maybe, get the bear out of the shot? Maybe the bear... Can we get the bear out of the shot, please? If he's going to murder this man, I need to get maybe it. Maybe the bear has like a sense of propriety, so we put like a little rug over the camera so there was only audio. <laughs> he's like, I'll eat a man and his wife, but, I, but I won't. But I won't let the world see it. I'll spare people the do you intestine. Feel like, do you feel like the bear might have been a little, like a real snooty audio engineer from like fucking full sale university and like he's just like if i'm gonna do this i need to make sure it's a great soundtrack someone's gotta mix this properly yeah the bear's like real self-conscious like that that video is out of him online he's like the quality sucks this doesn't represent me <laughs> this is real honestly that was when i was a soundcloud bear and if, i wasn't really like if, if they had only got me eating that hiker two months ago that I, was perfect i had a i had a i had a that was acoustically really... I was actually in a recording studio when I did it. Uh, it was on a Zoom recorder. I really feel like we mix, we missed the mark there. People shit on the Zoom recordings, but that's what I've been using on the podcast. I think they sound all right. They're gr- No, they're great. Yeah. Like R- Rode's a, a great company in general, too, for microphones. Rode is fantastic. I really should... Uh Although these aren't road microphones, They're that would just, be a great a ad for Pro. Uh, that would be a great road road microphone ad. Being like, we capture the greatest sound. <laughs> oh God, honey, get the camera! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> a fucking bear is eating me. Did we get it? Did we get it? They should do that because they that's should. what things are known for. Um, I, I don't like when I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but like. Mm-hmm. When they like they renamed the Washington Bullets the Washington Wizards because they're like there's too many people getting shot in D.C. and it's like that's why they're the Bullets. Don't like wait if if, if there's a famous- oh they they went from the Bullets to the Wizards yes oh I thought you were gonna say something about like how Wizards are offensive it's offensive to uh, Wizards are intentionally the least offensive thing you can possibly uh, not if you shop at Hot Topic and go to fucking you know E3. I don't know what E3 is. It's like a fucking convention. Do you even know who John Madden is? Of course I do. Hey, folks, John Madden here. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do. Um, I'll give you... 80- uh, my, my favorite is the Frank Caliendo impression. Okay, he, I'll give you he, I'll give you $85 okay. if you can tell me the team he coached for. The team he coached for? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to make a guess because that'll be hilarious okay. for our listeners. Can I get a conference? What's a conference like a like a? Uh, aren't they broken up? The fuck con- no! There's eighty five dollars in the line. Just oh, take a okay. guess and move All on. Right. Jesus Christ! Fucking shit, dude. <laughs> what if I get this right? You're not gonna pay you eighty five dollars, but just take a guess. You can take me for dinner. Uh, <laughs> I'll pay for. I'll pay for dinner. Okay. Um. Hmm. John Madden. John. No, I also realize I'm getting nothing from this if you don't get it right. Okay, well, I didn't even guess. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely going to take my time on this one. Okay, take your time. Work Dinner is on it. the line, Work everybody. Through Work through it. John Madden. Hey, folks, John Madden here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Did redoing the Frank Caliendo impression <laughs> help gonna, you? Yeah, You're yeah. like, maybe the next thing he says is the name of the team he coached. Here, a coach. Um, I'm going to guess that John Madden... Uh, and it's not a team that changed their name, correct? I'm not giving you any hints. No hints. Okay, fine. 
I'm going to say that John Madden coached the 49ers. You're surprisingly close. Oh, damn. I didn't you're get you're actually as close as you could be geographically without being correct. He coached the Oakland Raiders. Damn it. Fuck. I was so, so close. So you actually were surprisingly wow. close. I'm wow. impressed with myself. That was not bad. I knew it wasn't Chicago because that's fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy from Kicking and Screaming. This is how I know my well, fucking football coaches. Will Farrell? No. Um, the Chicago Bears coach. Ditka. Yeah, Ditka was in Kicking and Screaming. Oh, I didn't. I never saw. Oh, he was fantastic in it. I honestly wish he was in more movies because he was hilarious. Yeah, you know, I found out that John Madden actually uh, he he so he played football and he got drafted and then he you know he died. Yes. Okay. Okay. Don't. don't. I don't know. I I I I just I'm just helping you out. Now you're. I'm helping you out now. I wasn't saying that like a dick. Now you're being condescending. I was not being condescending. A little bit. Yeah, I don't know if you... Maybe you weren't, weren't on Dude, Twitter. Dude, John Madden is... He fucking has a game. A video I game series know. named after him. I like, he's okay. iconic. He's been in commercials. All Everyone... Right. He's been in movies. Right, but he hasn't been on Broadway, so I thought maybe it wasn't oh, in your purview. I thought maybe wow. it wasn't in your purview. Hey, everybody. Can you tell that Eric knows nothing about me if he thinks everything in my life has to do with Broadway? Are you shitting me right now? No. Okay, look. Let's move forward. I'm being an asshole. Yeah. This is what I wanted to say. Okay. So he, uh, when he got out of uh, playing football, he was like, I guess he wanted to get into um, coaching or like something in football. So he started teaching a football class at UC Berkeley. And that was like the first thing oh, so he did. So he pulled like what every comedian does when they, <laughs> they're out of the biz. They just start. Started, you start teaching at Fordham. <laughs> like sketch writing. Until for, you an adjunct class on uh, on comedy writing. Yeah, he taught taught how to watch football classes. How to watch football. Yeah. Wow. That's where he gets like the drawing on the whiteboard. Boom, boom. You go here, the fullback hits the hole. Boom, boom. Uh, uh, Touchdown receiver, he gets a... That's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, you're nailing it. Uh, Yeah, that's he went to UC Berkeley, which doesn't feel like a football factory. You think he he fucked Betty White? Sometime in his prime, you think? No, oh, don't with the Betty White jokes. I was just trying to be topical. You know, you're talking about John Madden's death. Oh, I forgot we're on a football podcast. I said a lot of... Uh, we were talking about crying, and I was like, wait, don't we talk uh, about sports? This is way too emotional for most of your listeners. They're going to turn out, they go, crying, fucking fast forward this shit. Most of my listeners are in my family tree, so don't worry about it. There's, Got it. There's been a drop-off in season two for listeners. Well, maybe it's the fact that you called it season two and just, just continuously just start re- keep recording. <laughs> what are you, a fucking TV show? In order for you this to be season two of anything, there needs to be video footage of this fucking podcast, which there is not. So therefore, you can't be a season. Look, it's too late. I already started season two. It would be stupid oh, now to not have seasons. I it season because it's a football podcast. Is that why? No, I, t- I started... I, I was uh, the plan was just to keep going forever, and like I drop one every two weeks, and then similar to like you're like you know my girlfriend broke up with me I I'm gonna take a month off or whatever that's what I happened to me is like I just got so overwhelmed with stuff I was like I finished a podcast and was like ah, I can't do another one and I just at the end of recording the podcast I was like I think this is the end of season one I think I'm not gonna come back for two months. And then I took two months off, and then when I came back, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a new season. You so I just decided— You should have started with a new season with some upgrades and 
just putting your fucking iPhone on the tripod and just sync the audio to it. It's not hard, Eric. It's not hard. Brad. Oh, no, Brad. It's not hard, man. People who listen to this podcast, they will go back to the first one you did. Uh Uh-huh. And they will hear this same conversation. I'm ending it right there on that. I'm just saying doesn't make sense to call it a season two. Should have just kept going. Are you gonna are you gonna get off my ass and we're gonna talk about Bobby A Bear or what? Sure, let's do it. Let's talk about this Bobby Herbert guy. A Bear, give it the French pronunciation. A Bear. Yeah, the the last thing I can envision is a Frenchman playing football. <laughs> what does he have? Fucking five cigarettes in his mouth while he's running for he's, a touchdown. He's Cajun. He's he's, he's Cajun. His name is Cajun. I don't know how uh, Cajun he is. I haven't like listened to video of him talking yet. What does he do for a dance? Does he put a football on a crawfish boil? That's that's my impression. T Bob uh, Haber is that is that what he goes by? T Bob. Does he go by T Bob Haber? Well, that was the first thing that popped up. Hang on, T Bob Haber. No, to do Bobby Haber. Okay, so there's two. So Bobby Haber is has a son who goes by T Bob. <laughs> well, that's the yeah, uh, that's not the most fucking incestual thing I've ever heard someone call their kid. It's a beautiful name passed is down it? from generations. So you told me that this man has a restaurant, correct? He does. They call him the Cajun Cannon. Oh, does do they call him that or does he call himself that? No, nicknamed the Cajun Cannon from Damn, he's got 3,900 reviews on Google. All right, so th- and it's 4.4 stars. This might be a good place. Now, I don't know if it's like... So you know how like even chain restaurants get good reviews? Yeah. And most of the country eats at chains? It's not a reliable 4.4, even if it's 4,000 reviews. That means there's a good chance 4,000 of these people that review these restaurants all live in trailers. <laughs> so this might have been the nicest restaurant they've eaten at, Therefore, look at the Trump finger I'm giving you. Therefore, 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 it's not a great restaurant. Terrible restaurant. I walked in. I said, oh, wow, this is a bad restaurant. You're really going pretty hard at the people in Louisiana, making sure that my podcast only plays to the coast. Yeah. Well, you know what? You have an East Coast dude on here, and I'm going to get those East Coast people on my side. Let Um, let, Let me tell you something, listeners. On this side of the mic, I am a man of the people. Okay, I wow. do I do comedy festivals in wow. Mississippi, mm. and when I go there, do you want to go on vacation to Mississippi? No comedy festival is going to happen when you go. Would you Would you want to go on vacation to Mississippi? I bought a timeshare in Biloxi. Oh, is, and I is that what it, you did? And I love it. Oh yeah. What, what other I got middle of the country places did you buy a timeshare? In? Uh, I got a uh, I got I have three weeks in uh, mm. Duluth. D- oh, <laughs> Duluth. What's it like this time of year? Oh, it's uh, real peachy. I don't know. All right, so I'm going to pull up their That menu. was a pun for Georgia. Duluth, Georgia, right? I said peachy because it's the Georgia state. Did people get that? Oh, I didn't until you had to explain that I don't think really any, bad I don't joke. I think anybody would have got it. The timeshare joke did it for me. That The peachy joke? <laughs> you bar- can put that on a popsicle stick ba- and barely, somebody else will get it. Barely a joke. Barely a joke. Very light comedy. So, so light, you don't even know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> diet <laughs> diet comedy with 0% joke. That's a good that's a great joke for people who hate comedy and don't want to feel like they're They're like jokes. I like this guy. He's not offensive and he doesn't talk about my political views. All right. So this is uh I'm going to show you some dishes and you're going to tell me what you think it is. Okay, great. Uh this right here. All right, hold on. 
I just don't want you to see. Okay, there we go. What do you think that is? That's shrimp and potatoes. Can you give me a name of the dish? It's it's po po boy shrimpy. I don't know what po, is it. Po boy shrimpy. Po boy shrimpy. Uh, this is barbecue shrimp. Well, so that was pretty close. How is that barbecue shrimp? I don't know. It's just it's shrimp. It looks like shrimp in stew, this like is. shrimp soup, which is t- just let, gross. Let me tell you what I noticed. Uh, we oh, should okay. say, we, we should say the name of the restaurant, by the way. It's we Bobby. already did. It was is his nickname supposedly. But well, I did. I said it as nickname. I didn't realize that was the name of the restaurant. Okay, it's Bobby A Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and Bar. And did it? Does it say what city it's located in? Uh, nowhere near us, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Come on, we would go here in a second. Dude, look at this. You you would eat this diarrhea. What is that? Is that shrimp? Oh well, great. You got, you got fries and gravy. This is gravy the fries. the Cajun Hay Bear fries. It looks great. Delicious food, quick service, reasonable in prices. Let, oh, you know what? This is always my fun, my favorite thing to do. Let's look up the negative reviews and see what they say. Like the worst reviews. Okay. Um, okay. The lowest review. Okay. And I'm gonna do it in a what, what's a Louisiana accent? Give it to me. There's no there's no real Louisiana accent. Of right? course there is. It's well, there's a, that. There's like a, the it's Cajun. Cajun accent. I don't know Cajun. Uh, we're gonna go with Southern. Parking is terrible. Waited over two hours to be seated. Food was served cold. Soda was flat and overfilled with ice. Overcharged on my bill for food that I did not order. Poor customer service. General manager, Mr. Brad. Oh, shit. This person's name is Brad. (laughs) This is my future. Mr. Brad had a very unpleasant attitude in regards to this matter. Will not return to the Bobby Herbert location. They would call it Herbert because they can't pronounce the French. They would call it. Well, unless they're from there, and then they'd know it's a bear. You want to go with the next one? No, I'm looking at something different. I'm trying to find where this location is. By the way, let's talk about how this lady just wrote it in the very quick sentences. Like, did not get too descriptive. She was just straight to the point. I like that. She cut the fat. She went right to what she didn't like. She didn't come up with some fucking... You know when people write reviews, they come up with some fucking giant, like, plot story because they got nothing good going on in their life? They have to, sure. like, bring everyone else down with it? She was straight to the point. Food sucks. Soda was flat, overfilled with ice, overcharged food I didn't order, and the general manager was a dick and happened to have my name. I bet he was a Bradley because there's not many Brads out there. Okay. Okay. First of all, this is disgusting. You don't do this at a restaurant. Placed an order for a salad to go. Told the hostess I would be sitting at a table two feet away from her. Waited 50 minutes. 5-0. But my order never showed. Asked the hostess to check on my food and... Turns out it's sitting next to her and she just never gave it to me. Won't be coming back. (laughs) Who orders a salad from a restaurant to go? I do. I used to work at the Rainforest Cafe. People would order shit to go from there. And that was that was truly crazy. Oh, what to get dino nuggets to go? Yeah. Uh, Well, listen. There were no dinosaurs in the Rainforest Cafe, okay? Okay, it was, you get it was my not point. A prehistoric rainforest. Sure. There is Did current. you know that there is like kind of like a Rainforest Cafe in Disney, but it's like with dinosaurs? And basically I went with my ex-girlfriend's family like we were dating at the time this is in high school. And like in the middle of the meal, you'll be like about to take a bite and nearly choke on your food because a T-Rex will pop out from on top of the ceiling and scream in your face. That's hilarious. It was the worst restaurant experience of my fucking life. What are the chances that you go to a restaurant like that and the food is just spectacular? Ma- magnificent? 
Like it's great food. What if it's like, okay, how about this? What if it's like a steakhouse, like the finest dining steakhouse you could think of? Like, oh, fucking, let's just say Ruth Chris because it's a bigger chain, right? Ruth Chris is a good steakhouse from yeah, what I've yeah. been told. Never been uh, for a chain steakhouse. And just as you're like, they're like, your Caesar salad, would you like us to make a table side? As they're making a table side, just, <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> you're just like, I said no, sir. Oh! <laughs> just, like, just fucking giant ass pterodactyls fly through the, the dining hall. It's a ridiculous experience to eat in a place with animatronics. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese does it respectfully because they go, the band is here in 20 minutes. They're like, the band starts in 10 minutes. But what like, if I told you you were in the middle of the Ice Age <laughs> as you're biting into your fucking T-bone steak of fucking triceratops just charges through the dining hall? The most the most hilarious was uh, there was a, we had like a, a gorilla room. Oh, a what? Uh, oh, I oh a the dog's in. Gordon, my friend. Um, no, there's like a gorilla room in the Rainforest Cafe uh-huh. and they were kind of hidden. Like there's like brush. So you, so you would see there's a gorilla there, but you wouldn't realize it's an animatronic and then it comes to life. But then like in the middle of the meal, it would start. That's <laughs> fucking it would start, terrifying. It was very, I mean, kids, I mean, yes, but kids, kids love it. Kids did love it. Kids did how love many times out of, okay, so out of how many parties... How many times does the kid end up crying because they forget that there's a gorilla in the room? If you did like, a, there was a little kid, like a baby, it would not be good. And I remember like when people would bring in their families and they'd have like little, like less than toddler age, like un, one and under, we'd be like, this is a disaster. I feel like and, those are parents that genuinely regret having a child because they're trying to torture them. Maybe maybe subliminally. Yeah. Yeah. The dad definitely would enjoy Is he that. trying to leave now? Yeah. Your dog is the neediest little bitch in the world. I Gordon, love him. Do you want to be in here or out of here? All right. Sorry about this. You know, if this was a video podcast, they'd be able to, you know, see Gordon for how cute he is. And maybe you'd get a few I'll, views I'll out of it. I'll put some photos on the Instagram page of Gordon. What is, what is it going to be, a slideshow of Gordon with our audio playing over? <laughs> <laughs> that is what it would be. Um, Don't make sure not to mix, miss a text during the podcast. Sorry, I thought it was something more important than you, but it wasn't. <laughs> We should, we should. I thought it was giant. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. Hello. Alec Baldwin. Hey, buddy. Oh, How are Baldwin. you doing since the, uh-huh. You're not going to prison. I love how, by the way, I have the phone over my headphone. <laughs> you don't even none try to come out. None of this gets picked up um, without the video. Did no. you watch Alec Baldwin's Unscripted? Oh, my God. I've never seen a man dig himself further in a hole. I thought it was a 30 Rock he's a, sketch. He's, he's, an, he's an innocent man. I'm an innocent man. man. Oh, yes, innocent I am. Man. Oh, innocent man. I knew a dude that was getting divorced, and he would play that song in his car <laughs> every day for like a year. I had the... Pleasure of riding with him a couple times, where it was like very unironically. But you know, but you know, as soon as you leave the car, he blares honesty. <laughs> honesty is <laughs> such a lowly word. <laughs> He's just crying, sobbing uncontrollably. Billy, but that's as soon as you leave the car because that can't happen when you're there. No, of course not. Uh, we know we were talking about me crying. Sure. Before, mm-hmm. uh, with my first girlfriend, I uh, we'd broken up. Mm-hmm. I had been upset. 
we broke up. I went to college. We got back together, and then we broke up again when I went back to college for my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And the second time we broke up, it was like over, and I was really heartbroken. You know, they say you break up more than twice. It's meant to be. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um. So I like. I remember I was like, I had all these like photos and letters and shit. Oh God. And so I put them in a box, and I was like, I have to give you. <laughs> The box. I can't have this box. This energy in my. You said dorm. You, you said you said energy. In I don't know who knows what I said. I was an idiot. And so I drove to wherever, whatever house she was at in Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. and I gave her the box. And I was like trying to be like I was making it like very, like solemn. And she was just like, just give me the fucking box. Like she, had, it went immediately into the trash <laughs> when I was gone. Like I don't know you were trying to make your own plot for like a sitcom episode, no, clearly, and then she's like, "Give me the fucking box, just and give me get your out of here, stupid box." We were high school sweethearts. It's over. Uh, I so, love how your high school sweetheart is more jaded than you. In yeah. The story. <laughs> in, in my head, she is. I don't know. Maybe she's. She's actually probably like a really sweet girl. She's just like, "Thank you so much, Eric," and, and then you read it as, "Thanks, you little, you little hopeless, <laughs> lonely bitch." No, I think she's. I think she, I'm mean, like I'm friends with her on Facebook. I, I I root for her in the greater sense of humanity. But this, oh man, this I want to believe you so badly. I do. No, I do. Well, this is not the point of the story. The point of the story is is uh, I give her the box. I get back in my car and I'm bawling. And I have, to, I have to r- drive to school. And you put on some Billy Joel. No, I put on uh, Matchbook Romance, which is a very Oof. emo band. If some of my listeners know Matchbook Romance, every song is like, it's so simple <laughs> how you crush me. Like every song is just over the top emo. You know what my favorite band is? What? Your band from high school. Oh, so they're very good. But let me, fin- very good. Let me finish the story. I don't want to get derailed. So I'm in the car. I'm mm-hmm. listening to Matchbook Romance. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm on the highway. Sure. And I just happen to like look over like into the next lane, and there's a car full of kids my age staring at me and oh, laughing no. hysterically. Like no. I must have looked like I must have just been the picture of. Maybe this is why I don't like crying in front of people. Like now that I think about you it, you think of that car full of kids. I think about it all you the time. Have car full of kids syndrome. They were laughing at me. Can I, I can so, I ask you just a quick question before you keep going? Sure. Do you get triggered from that song 1877 Cars for Kids? Because you think a bunch of <laughs> kids are just in car, pink cars <laughs> laughing at you. They're like, ha ha, pussy. She'll never love you. I've put a couple bullet holes in TV screens when that ad comes on. <laughs> Anyways, continue on. That's the, I mean, that's the end of the story. Obviously, I tracked down the kids and murdered them uh, and buried them in shallow mm-hmm. graves. But I do think that's why I don't like crying at weddings. At my own wedding, I really feel like I really feel like a, like a nice public cry could really benefit you. And also, here's the other thing too. And I'll say this: uh, this is my last thing about stand up, and I'm not going to talk about it for the rest of the podcast because okay. I know you get a boner every time I speak about comedy. Um, I feel like to some degree, stand up is some really shallow. Um, fucking, did he just collapse? Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Yeah is very shallow version of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of vulnerable, but not to the extent where you really can understand the person on stage as much. And why comedians, yes. I think, get so much fucking backlash is because they, they're they not that honest. Like no. It's a, it's a fake honesty that we're like kind of convinced is real, but it's really not at the same time. It's not real. There's some that are really just too vulnerable, and that's why they're funny. 
And then there are people who are like, use that as like a fucking, almost like a manipulative tactic to get a better audience. Yeah, like you're a big Hannah Gatsby fan. I think she's pretty I, I th- Yeah, she's super. <laughs> okay. she's we're, not, we're not even going to get it. Come that. on, Brad. We're come not, on back. Let's <laughs> shit on Hannah Gatsby. She fucking sucks. She's a brick. <laughs> <laughs> or they. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Oh my god! You little fucking pest, Gordon. No, no, no. no it is. No. What did he do? No, he's trying to fucking. I can't be. I can't give you this attention. I'm, letting, I'm trying I'm to be entertaining out. on this I'm, podcast. I'm letting him out. Hang on. Yeah, he needs to vamp lo- for, vamp for another ten seconds. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everything is so untrue unless you're a comedian who's honest. You know, if you sing for longer than five seconds, we owe the music rights to that band. Give me a little smile. There we go. <laughs> you look like a used car salesman. Car salesman. Jesus, I can't speak. Car Salzman. Carl Salzman. Carl Salzman. You look such a like Carl Salzman. Sounds like a Jewish guy that would sell me insurance. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Carl Salzman. You ever have a car breakdown that's definitely not a Volvo? <laughs> um, you're right about comedians not being honest because it's yeah. it's not honest no and how many i mean in the strictest form of it there's so many times on stage where i'm like this is true no i think it's with you made up. but like i think with you there are that's why i feel like when i do watch you because i know you personally i'm like oh well i mean that's pretty damn true i mean obviously you're you're using the joke end of it to make the punchline, but like a lot of your views are very or stories you talk about are fucking true yeah they're they're exaggerated. It's it, it's people get put together. Like I said, like, ah, my girlfriend said this to me. My wife said this to me, and it was like, okay, it was actually like a girl in high school, sure, sixteen years ago. But it, but they did it was it said happen. to me. But I'm I'm just putting it in a time and a context where it makes sense. So like the essence of it is true. Because everybody loves hearing stories about like from thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, you just make it. The other day I was talking to somebody. Okay, it was like. It was, Three my, it was my years pa- ago. It was my parents arguing in the car when I was six. Yeah, but, but we can make it into a joke. No, but like again, there's there's truth to that. There's experience. There's, and I think that it wouldn't kill you to. Um, I mean, because you go to therapy already, so I, I'm sure you're crying like every other week or whatever it may be. I don't be. cry that much in therapy. Really? Usually, oh, I was a sob machine in therapy. My my therapist was so good at that. It's usually a. Uh, felt weird doing the microphone like that. I'm going to move it back where it was. This is um, so professional. Yeah, it was. Mm. Um, again, if there was video, you would see what I was doing with the microphone and why it was No, weird. instead it's just dead air. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you on the show. I love being back. No, it's been great. No, I, I, I don't feel like I cried that much in therapy. I When I do, it surprises me. Really? Yeah, because I don't plan out what I'm going to talk about. It's very like stream of conscious. It's almost always the same thing your therapist doesn't ask questions she does and like i i guess i just like i'm i'm not a big like what's the way to say it i know how to if i'm about to start crying i know how to compose myself i don't do the (laughs) i start to cry and talk at the i don't do that well first of all nobody fucking does that oh tons of people do that there's I mean, a, a lot of people are very bad cry talkers, and they and they're like, "I'm only one sentence away from the thing I need to say," and they try to cry their way through the end of the sentence. It's never a good idea. No, this I, is what I, you do. I feel like you have to let the cry happen, and Here, then you get your thought out. Here's what you exactly. So if I'm talking to you and I'm saying that there's a thing that happened with my father where mm-hmm. I didn't know. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he would make it. See, if that's the thought, wow. that's how you do it. Guys, if you were watching this but, physically, you'd be like, Eric, why Why aren't you not in movies? But like, this is what you don't do. Okay. You don't do it. I was this moment with my father. I didn't know he was going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why did you turn into fucking Yosemite no, you Sam? you just do that like weird cry talk thing that makes me want to like, ugh. Is that how you cry talk? Is you turn into a Looney Tunes character? I was at a funeral recently. Uh-huh. And, uh, By recently, literally last week. And, and my, uh, my brother had to go up and talk. And oh, is he a cry talker? No. Okay. But he was like, he was kind of like, we were all, it was like all our siblings were around and we were talking and like my sisters were like, just go from the heart and like, you oh, advice. Oh boy. and I just went, don't cry talk. And he went, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, if you need to cry, you take a beat. Cry. Take a, yeah, sip some water if you need to. And, and you finish it. your fucking sentence like a man. I, um. That was my uh, advice I, to him and he, he appreciated it. So I did. So at my grandfather's funeral, which was oh, Jesus Christ, um, two yeah, it was t- uh, right before twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty nineteen. Um, actually no, yeah, 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 yeah twenty nineteen. Um, I had I was the only my we couldn't find my sister and and she was in, on her honeymoon in Europe, so we couldn't even tell her that my grandfather died yet. So we literally had like the whole thing without her. Yeah, which was awful and terrible, but it had to happen. I had to give the speech from both of us, and I combined uh, a letter from my sister when she was younger, and I like my words plus her words, and like also there was like some really punchy moments where it like kind of was like daggers at my dad, but not like on purpose, but like I had to say it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was hard not to cry talk because it was just like I've ne- first of all I've never been to a, like a funeral of my own family member. Or actually, no, sorry, that's a mis- that's not true. It's my second f- like family member funeral, but the closest person to me that wasn't my parents. So it was just like, and my my grandfather was like the patriarch of the family, like yeah, kind of like looked up to him in a lot of ways. So like to not cry talk, I feel like was it, that was tough. That was I mean like kudos for your brother for getting through a speech without cry talking, but like he didn't really cry talk, you know, for not as I'm saying for not doing it. It's, yeah, yeah. that's that's not easy. It's hard. It's hard because you feel like I can't just stop talking as often as I, every time I feel the urge to cry, I can't just stop. I just wanted to fucking power through it because I knew it was going to be hard as fuck regardless. I took a beat or two, but like the more beats you take, the more emotions just keep going. Okay, we're going to steamroll cry now because you're saying the most emotional shit you could possibly think of about a person that's not here to hear. I feel like I should be a funeral speech prep guy. I feel like I'd be good at it. Yeah, Gary Vee. I could subtitle the videos and being like, you know what you're fucking doing wrong at funerals, man? (laughs) You're not turning your your family members into NFTs. I feel like I could really get people in the right frame of mind. I think you could. Yeah. I feel like you're dead inside enough to uh, get them to be like, why are you? Getting so emotional. Oh, look, I know you're still a, a, you know, a, a young man in his early 20s, but when you get to my age, uh, all right, when you get to my age, ooh. you start to feel the the things dying. Things start to go. I I am, I, I, I'm, look, I play it up for the podcast. Is I'm a big tough guy. I'm an old, I'm an old school I guy. Mean, but I'm really, I'm really, when you really get to know me deep down. I mean, you have just some caliber with me. Yeah. But there's still a piece of me where I'm like, you might be a, a, more of a softy when I'm not in the room, but I also feel like I still see that tough 
eggshell, that yeah. ostrich egg. Have you ever seen an ostrich egg be broken? No. It's they, they, you need a drill. That's you. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, literally, like, so, like, it's, first of all, it's, like, the size of, like, a small child. The okay. egg, one egg is the size of a small child, and they basically need to take either a hammer or a drill to, like, break into it. Wait, wait. Guaranteed eggshell into How this. How the fuck is the egg the size of a small child? Where it's, does, where does it come out of? It's an ostrich egg. It comes out of the ostrich's pussy? Ostrich is a bird. Did you know that? Where does the, where does the egg come out of? If they lay it, but then it, they Am lay Am I about to teach you about birds right hang now? Hang on, hang on. L- listen. This is happen- An ostrich is a bird. Birds lay eggs, okay, dude. But, but where does the egg come out of? It comes out Don't of the, do this. It right comes now. out of their pussy, Don't do right? this right now. Am I dumb? Don't do that. Listen, I'm not fucking with no, you. No, and babies come out of girls' buttholes. Okay, are listen, you kidding me uh, listen, right now? Listen to me. Females are females. Listen to me. The I don't know if they were like a- sharks. Maybe they have like a little gill that opens up. Listen to me. What? Listen to me. What? Listen to me. Before we go any further down this road. Because this, hey, I'm gonna a, a, I'm, Eric. hang on. I have, I have to explain why I don't know this. I have to explain. There is an explanation. Now oh, I'm God. talking like Trump. Listen up, okay? I was in a different school every single year from kindergarten until eighth grade, public schools, private schools, all across the country, including Louisiana and South Carolina up until fifth grade. So there are wide, wide swaths of. <laughs> information that most people have that i do not have okay and this is one of them i was curious if the ostrich egg came from an ostrich pussy i was educated in louisiana (laughs) for two years in public school these are the questions that i have okay so what question i'm about to ask you has nothing to do with the holocaust because i'm sure you didn't learn about that in any of the schools you went to (laughs) a bird is a mammal true or false a bird is a mammal True or false? True. Ding, ding. Great. Mammals that was give a guess. birth through what? Vaginas. Ding, ding. Okay. So your school has nothing to do with your stupidity. <laughs> it's just you knew the answer, and you wanted to assume since ostriches are well, fucking- fit? Are fucking- Ostriches are fucking enormous. But Did, you said that you said the egg was the size of a child. A small. I said a baby, like a small child. You said a small child. That's not a small baby. You That's a small, a small child. You said it. No, a it, small child is considered if you a baby. Meant a too. baby. The listeners can just hit the little thirty second back button. Oh my! You said God. small child. If you meant small baby, I wouldn't have had the question. You know that vaginas stretch, right? Even if it was a small child. Yeah, but not to like a fucking like eight year old. Okay, that is re- that's not a small child at how that big, point. Show me with your hand how big an ostrich egg is. That's a big fucking that's egg. A, that's a big pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we need video podcasts, all right? I've never been more convinced. <sighs> See, uh, I'm just, I'm going to only be talking about things that that listeners being like, I wish I knew what he was doing with his hands. <laughs> I'm only going to talk with my hands and like make things with my hands and everyone's like, oh, damn it, I can't know what you're talking about. That's a, that's a tough That's a tough birthing process for that ostrich. Now, back to your you teaching uh, people how to properly be at a funeral. Um, I was going to ask you, is your first chapter being like, chapter one, make sure when you cry for the first time, you're on a highway and make sure then the opposite <laughs> lane is a car full of children laughing yeah. at you because that way you'll never be able to talk cry. What I would say is everybody is sad. Everybody is sad. It's okay to be sad. Sure. Uh, if you 
get yourself in the mentality to get through your speech Mm -hmm. and make sure that every word is heard. You don't want to be crying through it. You want every word to be heard. Mm-hmm. That's why you take your pauses. That's fair. I mean, it's it, listen hard. I think that's a that's a class that needs to be taught is speeches during like a, a speech at a funeral class. I think that'd be a great class because yeah. there's speech classes. Nobody really talks about how to properly prepare for a speech about a loved one and keeping your composure to a healthy level so you don't make everyone super uncomfortable. Because there, yeah. is, I've heard speeches. Um, I think it was at like my cousin Bob's funeral. He's like an uncle. That was hard to sit through some of those speeches. I was like, oh man, like the cry talking makes everyone that much more emotional. It's a great device. And it also makes you that much more uncomfortable. You're like, fuck, how many more of these speeches do I have to listen to? Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm losing fuel. Like I'm being dehydrated of fucking my body right now. It makes you. Yeah. And I know it, that sounds insensitive, but it's like, listen, crying at a funeral is appropriate, but like, at what point are we like nut up? <laughs> that, sorry, or vast deference. I really hope whatever. at your funeral that's going to be in the program when they open it up, be like in loving memory of Eric Helwig under it from like your your dates, and then it's going to under that it's going to go in quotes nut up, nut up, and everyone's like, what did he mean by that? He and, mean, I meant and stop I'll be the crying, one, and I'll be the one guy there being like, oh, I know what that means. Listen, if people in the audience can cry as much as they want. Sure, I think that's that's supported. But you, when you're up there, you're the leader. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta push yourself. It's the truth is, is it takes away from it when, when somebody's crying that much or cry talking specifically, it takes away the focus from what you're saying. Absolutely. And you don't want that. I feel like this is the most like, like I'm turning 30 podcast. I could have asked for, we're talking about crying at funerals being like, are you closer to death? Cause I feel like you when are. Is, when is, uh, when is the birthday birthday? My real birthday is February 1st, 1992. Uh, if you're curious, your uh, real birthday, I you said like when it, wow. What did you, how did you ask that? I said, what is, what is the birthday birthday? I don't know why I said birthday. Yeah. Twice. That's what I was saying. Cause you made it sound like what's I your just actual stuttered. birthday. You say my you, actual birthday it makes you like, sound like a murderer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you have a fake birthday. That's a that is a good transition to talk about my film, but we can we'll get to that eventually. Um, eventually, we're fifty minutes in. Let's get to it now. I don't fucking know how long you want to go. We've we've gone longer. We're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up at uh, fifty minutes and fifty two seconds. No, I'm just kidding. I just picked the exact <laughs> yeah, time know, it I was know. right now. Do you talk about your you, you murder somebody in a film that you made? Yeah, but I I wanted to I wanted to make one comment when you say when's your birthday birthday made it sound like I'm some basic bitch being like well my half birthday is this day I heard but about my that. real birthday is this day I, I heard about the birthday I heard about the half birthday yeah isn't thing. that the uh, mo- the dumbest fiasco you ever also heard? Liz was telling me about uh, her half birthday no she was telling me that some people do like their birthday week where they're like it's my birthday week. And they have like a full week of activities for oh, their birthday. I got one for you. I have a friend, and I don't mind throwing him on the bus because he. I, I'll shit on him all the time about this. He does a uh, thirty days of Leo. Yes. Oh no! Yeah, that's and it's basically thirty days of peer pressuring us to drink for the month of him. Well, that's all right. I mean, I don't um, drinking is fine. I guess well, you make it through about a week of it, and you're like, I can't do thirty days of that. I'll, I'll, you know, what I'll do is I'll go hard for like the first couple days, like leading up to his birthday. And then at the end of the month, I'm like, I'll check in maybe once or two more times, and then I'm done with this. I had, we had, two, th- I think, three parties last month, or last uh, his last birthday, about three house parties. That's not going to By last. the third house party, 
His girlfriend even left. It's, She's like, I can't do it. Uh, and I, I left literally like 15 minutes after his girlfriend. I'm like, I, I can't be here. This is, my body hurts. It's not, that will not be fun for much longer. I mean, it already sounds like it's not that fun. Oh, he's not I'm even just, 30 yet and it's not fun. I'm saying like, it's going to be beyond like, you just can't. I, I had two friends in, actually, well, it was two friends and then this third guy. Mm-hmm. Who, I guess the third guy's a friend too, but two friends and this other fucking douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He was a nice guy. Pussy, he probably cries. No, he's fine. <laughs> uh, so it was for our spring break. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, we're going to lock ourselves in the house. Oh, we're no. not allowed to leave. Oh, God. People can bring us food, but and we're going to we're gonna drink. 30, we're going to drink 30, the 30? two kegs. Between how many people? Between three people over the course of a week. That's not possible. Well, it's not because it's like 30 beers a day. It's something insane. Like I, I, I can't remember isn't, what the isn't, map was. Isn't a keg like 116 beers or something think, like that? Yeah, it's like that. So it's like 230 beers or something divided by three people. You said three kegs. It was either two or three. I can't remember. Okay, so three kegs is just impossible. But like even, two, e- even two even kegs is still impossible. Even kegs. one keg between three of you would have been a fucking lot. If it was one... Listen, if it was one keg for a week, that's seven days. That's 20 beers... A day. a day. You would have to black out every day. Yes. You literally wouldn't remember half the week. Yes. How, it was fa- how, how far did you guys get? Well, I only was there for the first day, and then I went. I actually had a fucking vacation, and then I came back on the last day. Oh, that sounds like the worst and day to be it there. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Did the house smell like puke? Dude, what? It, it smelled like someone puked, ate it up, and then puked. had diarrhea. And then puked on top of that diarrhea. That's what it Oof. smelled like. It was disgusting. Pukey diarrhea. Sounds. And like in the beginning, we were all like, yeah, it's just so much fun. And by the end, it was like their girlfriends leaving food at the front door, like being like, I can't wait to break up with this son of a bitch. Yeah, of Which course. they did. I, of course they did. <laughs> I don't know if it was immediate, but you know. I feel like this might have been just the icing at that point. Those, but yeah, sure. Those relationships course. did not last. Oh, uh, shocking. Tell me, tell me more about the guy who locked himself in a room to fucking take down a keg i mean why are you pledging your own fraternity at this point how old were they i mean this was college they're probably like 20 oh well that's almost excusable i I mean i wouldn't i wouldn't do do it but it's excusable at that point to me i wouldn't do it i i I used to party pretty hard i never done a case I, i would never do that I had a chance to do one. I never did one. What's it? Okay. Oh, finish the a thirty. You would t- it would be you and a per- another person, and you each do it'd be you do teams of two. Okay. And you'd all get a case of beer, like a 30, 30 rack, and whoever finished first won. Oh. Pride, basically. Nobody won shit. You won puking, basically, and blacking out. Yeah. Whoever finished their thirty rack first won. Uh, we did wine circles. <laughs> So oh, it was like, a, bo- like a bottle of, or a Franzia. bottle, like a bag of Franzia around the circle. So basically like a tour de Franzia. And then we once did a vodka circle, which was a handle of vodka before a hockey game. That was not a good idea either. I have a, I have a good gin story, but I want to talk about the film because we're getting so sidetracked. We are getting sidetracked. Go ahead and uh, tell me about the film. Yeah, so... Um that's such a fucking way too casual of a fucking transition. Um, it sounds what what that transition sounds like is that we kept talking about puking for another two, and it made me want, and, and then I cut it out. Yes, that's what it sounded like an un. It sounded like a uh, like a edited transition, but that was actually yeah, a transition. It was literally the transition. <laughs> yeah, because so, um, we're going uh, uh, moving, moving. Um, yeah. 
Let's hear it. No, so I uh, I wrote and uh, starred in my own short film uh, back in November. Well, I mean, November we shot it. But I started writing it back in about August, I say, was when I first started drafting it up. And basically, it was influenced from obviously being in acting class and uh, some things that I saw and some fun I, I mean i listen i you know me i've done a lot of like dick joke like funny goofy characters and it just felt time to put myself in a place where i'm like i want to go to a spot that just feels really fucking dark and see how i can do with it needless to say a week or two weeks maybe even longer of just being in a bad place and it, i'm sure it's carried because it's 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 not easy to like get out of that headspace like with the acting training i've had uh, to recognize that that is not real life, what you're doing. You're not a fucking serial killer. But the the darkness that goes with it still is there. Not like I want to kill, but it's like I want, like I'm like, I just think, just feel sad. You know, because it is a sad character. Everything I wrote for it was sad. Like if I could read you the character sheet, you'd be like, Jesus Christ. But Brad, you're getting so into the, you're, are you like a method actor? No. So, okay, so this is a good time to say what the film is about. So it's about, um, basically, if you're, I mean, people who listen to this are definitely born before the 90s, so they'll understand. So one of the big things I feel like we've kind of forgotten about is infomercials. Those were like a big part of the culture from the 80s to the late 90s, maybe early, I'd say even early 2000s. Did you use this, because the ShamWow guy uh-huh. was not a serial killer. No, but he just he had beat, a, beat a hooker, sex worker. I'm going to ask you a separate question sure. about this, but I'm curious about your answer. Could you kill somebody? Yes or no? Could I? Yeah. No. No? You no. can't think of any scenario where you would kill somebody. Oh, are you, are you saying like in a hypothetical world? In a, yeah. Oh. Well, no, a hypothetical world that could be real. Like if we're in a position where we have to kill? I feel like... Let me... let me. Okay, so let me say this. I feel like with most things in life, it takes you to do it to know that you can, Right? So if I was put in a position where I, I lit, it was life or death sort of thing and I have to kill what's in front of me, I think at that point, yes, you kind of okay. have to. You have to fucking put your morals over here and then just fucking do what you have to. But no, I mean, I, in general, I think it would take a lot for me to do that. Um, I have a similar answer. Ask me if I would do it. Eric. Yes. <laughs> yes, I could do that. I feel like uh, I have that in me. I could see that. Yeah, not like, and, and never like, uh, you know, to like advance my own agenda or something, but somebody threatening somebody I care about, someone threatening me. Oh, you would just, do you, do you own a gun? No. I'm surprised. I feel like you would. I'm not against it. No, but, not, uh, not, nothing but, there's any wrong with it. I got right. to gotta work on my wife. Yeah, well. it's it's her decision too. To, no, of course. No, I I I don't uh, I don't even talk about like a gun. Like uh, if I just had like a you know like a bat. Yeah, I mean, like I had to just before I came over here, I was working on a character study for Henry Hill, so I had to talk about uh, beating a kid to a pulp. I, I like I made this whole backstory about like it asks you like are there do you have any regrets? And usually I like I'll try to like dodge that question because it's like yeah you shouldn't have regrets you should but it's a character yeah. so you have to have some kind of like humility. And I basically came up with this whole story how I beat a kid over the head with a meatball pot. And killed him? No, but I I beat him so badly that like weeks later apparently he died, but nobody found out it was me. So yeah, you killed him. I did, but not intentionally. 
It was like because uh, he kept he kept bullying me because I was working the cab stand for all the mafia guys, and I was I like I, my character's Irish and not fully Italian, so the kid bullying me was also Irish and saying that calling me like you know you G lover. I'm not gonna say the slur like the Italian slur. I don't know the one you're talking about. You know what guinea pig I, is? Is that the slur? No, take out the pig. That's that's it. That's a slur? Yeah, that is a slur for Italians, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been saying that a lot. <laughs> Have you actually? <laughs> yeah, is that like a bad one? Yeah, that's like their... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, <laughs> that, but it's it's, just, it's, it's bad. I'm it's, just enjoying you backing you into this and corner. They say, they, say, they say it in, in, um, in mom movies all the time. But okay. it kept, like I, I wrote it as like UGF lover, like, you okay. know, the, the gay slur, adding that onto there. <laughs> and then basically one day I snapped. I, I, I'm just telling you the backstory I, of the character. I, okay, I'm sorry. Tell me more. No, I don't even know what you're saying. I'm you're talking, giving me so I'm many talking, G words, F words. I don't know what you're I'm talking about saying. why my character kills. Like, I'm just giving you the whole backstory of like why okay. that. Character. This is so uninteresting, but I just wanted to tell you. Because I'm telling you about my process. Okay. Sorry about that. You know, you like to talk about your stand-up process. I'm telling you about my acting process. No, I was getting more, I was just getting annoyed that uh, we can't say guinea anymore. I mean, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I'd say it if it's in a script, but I, don't, I wouldn't I do it. I wasn't annoyed with your process. I was annoyed yeah, that you said you the G word. And I'm I was like, sorry. wait, what's the G word? I'm, I'm, uh, it was not my place to say it, so I didn't say it. Well, I'm a quarter Italian. Okay, well, there you go. You That's can not say true. It. <laughs> it's not true at all. You're so far from Italian. <laughs> it's not true. Um... At this point in the podcast, you can say racial slurs. Like, it's allowed. <laughs> like, nobody's listening at this point. Okay. It's me, you, and my mom. So just go ahead. No, I'm good. Let her rip. I'm good. Um, and then where can people not I gonna... mean, send them to the trailer so they can support that? Yeah, then... um, it's going to on my YouTube page. I think it's just YouTube.com slash Brad Stoll. Um, uh, it's called Act Now. I'm excited to see it. Um, I've told you when you got... Uh, more cuts send it my way and obviously like once it's uh finished yeah i mean in like, a way that I, people if, can see it yeah i mean like I'm, my hope is i mean well sorry when it's finished and when we submit to festivals when we find out which festivals we get into i will let you know and hopefully you know people like me enough to want to find out where that is and if they want to find out uh at damn it brad on instagram there it is are you There's still doing the, the tiktoks I've been reposting old videos uh, and to, to my now regular page because I've just stopped doing chef videos, your favorite chef asshole. Uh, I've been just moving them onto the regular page to kind of bring in new uh, followers and it's been working. So I'm going to maybe make some new videos here or there. I just I need to get the, uh, the fucking cojones to put it together because it's a lot of energy and I want to make sure it's worth it for me this time. Sure. So we're following you at... Damn, Damn it, it, Brad. Brad. D-A-M-N-I-T-B-R-A-D is the Instagram. Um, yeah, but if you want to follow me on TikTok, which I don't really post on there, at Damn it underscore Brad, same spelling. Um, trying to think. Oh, and then YouTube.com slash Brad Stoll should be all my other stuff where you can find the trailer. The trailer is also on my Instagram as well. Ugh. But yeah, I'm. This was. This was I, I assume we're wrapping it up the way you're you're talking no yeah it's over <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me as always this was a lot of fun brad thanks for coming over buddy absolutely thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to support us for free there are many ways to do it start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on if you're on apple podcasts write a five-star review and if you're on youtube 
like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.